Welcome to another episode of A Pint with Shawnee B coming to you from Kinsale in Ireland. I have a great guest today, somebody who's a little bit of a a hero of mine in a sort of behind-the-scenes way. Um, He's just made a a presentation. We're at the Kinsale Shark Awards. I missed it, but I have been doing some research on him. His name is Wilfred Wood. How are you? Fine, thank you. First podcast? Somebody just sent me an email this morning saying, would I like to do a podcast? And I have done a couple of others. Yeah. Some I've got a good friend called Mr. Bingo. Mr. Heard, Bingo, do you yeah. Know Mr. Bingo. How do I know that name? I don't know. He's a well-known illustrator, comedian. Yeah. And he refuses to do podcasts because he says no one listens to them. He's not far off the mark. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 that rings round my head when yeah. anyone suggests doing a podcast. But we're just but we're just other artists. Like I'm you. more desperate than him, so I'll do anything. <laughs> I I've been doing this for four years, 133 episodes, and every time I get down to like three, I go. Shawnee, you know, there was a guy speaking earlier today and one of his three rules that he's learned in uh, creativity, his number two is winners are quitters, as in know when to stop. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so for those listening, Wilfred Wood is uh, one of the preeminent sculptures, sculptures, sorry, not sculptures, one of the preeminent sculptors and modern artists in Britain. Would you agree with that? Of course you wouldn't, but you are. Um, you are. <laughs> I'm not. I. I'm only a sort of. Did you say sculptors and modern artists? Well, I think some of your art is brilliant as well. Well, thanks very much. I don't. I mean, I'm. An, I am an artist. I think I call myself a modern artist sounds a bit daft. Yeah. Well, I'm, you're, a, I'm it alive. Is 2009. Yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm alive. No, with some of your figure work and stuff like that, you know, the ampersands and stuff, they're all fucking cool. They're oh, really well, are. thanks very yeah. much. And as, I'm a sort of a sculptor, but these days I'm actually doing more drawing. Yeah. But I at college I did graphic design, mm. which is a different sort of thing again. Yeah. And then I ju- I love making things, so I just started making more and more three D things. Yeah. When people see that I'm a sculptor, they think Rodin. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I'm not. Okay, so you, so where's the best place to start? Because I'm, the reason I said you're a little bit of a hero of mine is that I just absolutely adored Spitting Image. Okay. And you were one of the guys making the dolls. Well, really, I had very little to do with it, is the truth. Spitting Image was on for 13 years, was I think. Was it really? Yeah. And I was just there for the last two years. Okay. And I'd only recently left college and I'd done graphic design. So I hadn't done anything to do with making things or sculpting or anything like that. So I went there just because it's it sounded so much more fun and glamorous than the publishing job that I had before. And they trained me up to do very specific jobs like eyeballs and blinks. You know, I was keen and I got the hang of it. So they got me to make sheep and... Um, <laughs> wolves and things like that and they, and fish and they, so it's kind of I was kind of like the sort of t-boy odd job man gradually g- grinding my way up to uh, some slightly more interesting work but then the whole thing stopped so, so the image for those listening overseas was this yes. amazing ev- eviscerating satirical show made in Britain about politics primarily and it was using rubber latex caricatures of the figures of the day Margaret Thatcher Norman Thabit the footballers and and great impersonators and and the royal and family. took no prisoners and the royal family and the corgis who, who did did you make anyone famous when you were there the only person i made was Rolf Harris 
<laughs> and he was cut up, made, stuck together out of bits yeah. of like the Pope's nose and Mrs. Thatcher's chin and, yeah. and various bits of latex. If it was an important person like Mrs. Thatcher, then it was a, a bespoke sculpture, obviously, that mm. was then cast and used to make the latex. But if it was a bit of a bit player, or someone like Rolf Harris, who was a bit of a cartoon bit of a character, well, as it turned out, we didn't know at the time, but he's also quite a sort of easy person to make a head of, so they wouldn't bother going through the whole rigmarole of sculpting something. I just stuck together a load of stuff, and it looked roughly like him. Wilfred just told me that spinning image is being, there's a pilot being made to bring it back, and anyone who's listening who knows spitting image write to whoever is doing this to say yes we need more of spitting image especially in today's climate mm. especially in today's climate in British politics how do you stand on Brexit are you how do you see your country at the moment we're all kind of laughing at you over here in Ireland. I bet you are <laughs> no, and don't blame us for it that's what this going no, no. What, no, what, there's, what, there's an agenda because of the, yeah. of the backstop yeah the and backstop I'm, ruining everything yeah as Ru- if it's our ruining fault. Our, our clean departure <laughs> yeah. no it's all it's it's all very embarrassing it is and um and weird and I well I mean god I won't what so what about my opinion but no it's extremely the whole thing is very really uncomfortable I hate this sort of conflict I want the our leaders so to speak just to be rather dull and get yeah. on with things in a managerial yeah. sort of way not to do not to be so dramatic I know and on on Kempt no, it's terrible. I mean, where is your Boris Johnson? I'm sure you're working on one. <laughs> I've done it. Oh, you've yeah, done yeah. it. Well, have if, you? You, if you'd bothered to turn up for my lecture, oh, you would have I'm seen sorry. it. Well, I was on your website last night. I loved your. He has. So, anyway, go to um, your website is. Wilfred Woodock. No, but don't bother he, about yeah, that. He actually says don't bother with the website, but actually the website is pretty cool. No, it's all it's all Instagram. old stuff. Instagram is, yeah. a, is, if you want to keep up with my work now, it's Instagram, and that is. At Wilfred Wood Sculptor, but it's Wilfred with an I, F R I D. Wilfred. So basically, a lot of his art is is almost spitting image-esque, which are, are grotesquely satirical, naughty, playful caricatures of famous people. Paul McCartney. One of the other ones I loved was uh, the Wayne Rooney ones that you've done. Oh yeah. Um, and t- 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 so tell me about them. These are so. What would what would we call them? They're well, I, I would like to call them portraits. Right. I don't, because caricature, immediately you say that word, you think of people in Leicester Squares giving people big noses and big ears. Yeah. And it being boring. I hope for a start, my things are usually less grotesque mm. and there's more sympathy in them and they're less extreme and they're more a portrait of the person and sometimes a more sort of slightly thoughtful but nevertheless with a little bit of a side or a sort of um a bit of humor in in them mm. but not not in the i hope not in the real bargain basement no. bucket style yeah. caricature harry redknapp was brilliant wayne rooney and his, was, it, was that his dad yeah, yes and his dad. dad brilliant yeah but there is a there is a sort of a playfulness about your work that is when i was looking through it all it seems like this guy just fucking loves doing this stuff right? I really enjoy- oh, yes of course I'm, but I mean, a lot I'm of people actually, don't like, I mean, no I know well I, I've I've started to almost feel a bit guilty about some <laughs> things that, I mean most people probably have work that they don't really like yeah work, welcome to advertising because <laughs> <laughs> I really I really do like my work uh. I mean, there's there's all sorts of frustrations with it and things often don't work out at all or they're not as good as I'd hoped or, you know, there's yeah, all those sort of artistic, yeah. self-imposed agonies. Yeah. 
But I mean, uh, on the whole, yes, I try and do do what I want to do as much as, of the time as possible. I don't have big overheads. I don't have any kids. Mm. I don't me have neither. anyone to support. You know, I mean, that really helps. That's the biggest thing in my life that saved me so much yeah, money and ice. Because yeah, apparently it's a half a million to a million bucks if you have one. Right, I'm sure it is. And I know. So you can afford. We, we can afford to yeah. be rather more self-indulgent. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do. I do count myself as a self-indulgent Same. artist. Yeah. But hopefully, one that w- which you know can communicate. I'm not just. I'm not on a crazy cul-de-sac of my own making. I yeah. hope that it communicates to people. And you seem to be very prepared to expand your horizons and not get stuck in the same kind of. Thing, you know, there's a, there's a lot of I can see you, I can see you playfully moving off in different directions in some of your work. Is that something you consciously do? Well, I think it's you know it's an awful trap when an, an artist of any sort gets stuck in a sort of repeated. I, I talked about that in um, in my talk actually. Mm. Obviously, it's much more fun to try this, try that, but in the same ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Where was your? You so say you're born in London, and you you. It's, uh, all I know is that you were brought up in the rural part of Sussex. Is yes, exactly. So, what was your childhood like? Was it was it? Were you artistic when you were a kid, or? Yeah, well, my whole family was. So, okay. my dad was an, a teacher and an illustrator. My mum was a painter and a designer. My granddad was a designer. My grandma was an illustrator. So, everybody was a visually arty person. So, really, me doing something to do with art was a kind of inevitable thing that would take I took I took the easy route and were you just was it when you say it was rural were you in the countryside yeah very it, much yeah. in the countryside and, and big family or small no just me my sister mum and dad right and happy um whoa well <laughs> we can question. go there or we don't have to but uh, yeah I mean I like to I like to try and find the man behind the well I mean um uh, idyllic in terms of the the lands, beautiful landscape, massive garden that yeah. was really like a nature reserve. My dad Reasonably was a, well na- off. Yes, yes, yeah, everything yeah. like that Same was fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, natural history illustrator, so he kept frogs and snakes and right. lizards and wow. things like that. So it was slightly eccentric in that sort of way. I'd, I'd say there was a high level of tension yeah. most of the time. Yeah, uh, but that could that can be. You know, I, you I could, love of frogs. Yeah, you <laughs> could, yeah, some ways preferring <laughs> frogs to people. Yeah. But it's I, like that show uh, Royston Vasey. They have a guy who drinks to, who's a toad keeper in Greece. Oh yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> Benjamin in our house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait, so was it gentleman? The gentleman. Did you feel fenced in and needed to get out? And see the world. I or? did. I did. Uh, well, London wasn't that far, yeah. so it wasn't. It wasn't as if I grew up in suburbia, you know. Mm. And I was longing for the bright lights of the city. There was a touch of that, but I think more psychologically, I wanted to break out. You know, most children there's a conflict, and I think my conflict was with my rather traditional sort of upbringing. So tell me how that happened. Then you were you were you finished school and before you, did you just get straight to St Martin's or did you? No, I just did a foundation course in Hastings, which is just a bit of all sorts of different sorts of art, mm. and then went to St Martin's. Yeah. Would your younger self be just puzzled at how where you ended up? I think my my younger self would be amazed and thrilled yeah, yeah. that I've managed found a sort of 
niche and plugged away at it yeah. and have got somewhere with it. I mean, in a good way. Yeah, that's a yes, yeah, so no, yeah, I think yeah, I'd, I'd be really... There is no career path for what you do. No, there's no, no, there's no career as such, but I think actually I'd be, I'd be super pleased and I have to remind myself that when I'm getting, when this or that isn't working out. Same. Same. I have to remind myself that even 10 years ago, I would have been thrilled to think that I was talking to interested people, doing workshops, doing the sort of work yeah. that I want to do. Yeah. Um, one of the things about you, one of the quotes I picked up is, nature is much more interesting than your imagination. That seems sort of counterintuitive to me. Well, it was one that, I mean, it's not often that I feel like a sort of a politician or something, you know, that's <laughs> caught up on something they'd said earlier, yeah. which doesn't happen often. But that was a, that was something that somewhere, somehow I said, and then people took me up on it in some way. But what that, what I was trying to say with that is that, and I think it goes back a bit to my dad and being him being a natural history illustrator, is that my work is very much based on observation. If I'm doing a drawing or a sculpture of a human being, basically I'm looking at something that evolution has produced. It's the most magic and amazing material to then interpret. Mm. Whereas if you try and create things totally out of the blue onto a white piece of paper, I find that... I find my my imagination on its own is too limited to create really satisfying material. Right. Does right. that is that any sort of uh, yes? So you need to you need you need. But the that's stimulus. partly my background. Yeah, it's partly my background and my, and the way the sort of artist I am, which is certainly not the is not a rule for art. You celebrate this, which I like. I had, I had a actual a model on the show, and um, we were talking about what makes beauty. And, mm. and she's, you know, there's this idea of the most beautiful people are a little bit wonky. There's a little bit of wonkiness going on, right? There's a little bit, and you talk about asymmetry and, and this idea that, you know, a lot of your best caricatures, you can spot the kind of... Well, yeah, this... Like, my, one of my eyes is slightly smaller than another. I'm not by any chance uh, saying I'm a model, but, like, <laughs> you would probably see that, whereas yes, a lot of people of don't see that, right? Is that, is it, do you have that kind of... I that you say I'd love to, there's this, you know to you know there's the original Francis Bacon not the painter there was a kind of yeah, poet yeah, philosopher yeah, I don't yeah, know what he was with yeah. but the, the quote there is no st- beauty that hath n- not some strangeness in yes. its proportion um, something like that and I think that is true for interesting beauty with with sort of flavour and texture to it mm. but very symmetrical even face male or female mm. can be an extremely beautiful thing yeah. it's also a very difficult thing for someone like me to draw or yeah. do a portrait of when i'm really what i'm really interested in is quirks uh, or what makes someone unique mm. because if someone walks in with a whopping nose and i'm going to do a portrait i'm thrilled yeah. but it may be the whopping nose that's been the bane of their life I drew a model the other day who's a fashion model, extremely beautiful. She sat down in front of me and I said, well, the first thing I've just got to say, you've got massive ears. Because usually it's quite, I feel I have to get these things out, out in the, the open way, yeah. Yeah, before I start drawing. And she said, oh, yes, I know. My, my grandma wanted to pay for them to be pinned back. My parents were terribly worried about them. I got teased at school and now they've made my fortune. <laughs> so it's very nice that these sometimes these weirdnesses yeah, yeah. Um, can be, turn out to be fantastic assets. And it's what I, as it happens, is I'm looking for all the time. There's nothing worse than a very evenly balanced, n- no hooks face. I mean, the question is, I, there's also then the cover up 
there's also the kind of you know with stuff like brands like Dove try to show like the model before she gets fully made up or he gets fully made up is chalk and cheese and the question I suppose then is aren't we all unbeautiful in in the in the strictest sense of the word even going back to Titian and old paintings and stuff like that you know there was there was beauty but it was hard to the, the more polished the beauty the less real it felt or is well, that, is that, I, uh, I, I'm I probably think, getting confused here but no it's all right I I can touch on things that you said that's that I think about was it so say you go to Stratford's shopping center Westfield mm-hmm. you see girls walking about there with absolutely flat makeup yeah so that they're they're really trying to almost obliterate themselves yeah. and turn them into sort of cartoon themselves into yeah. cartoon and characters. the eyebrows and yeah everything's painted on they're a walking cartoon painting yeah. of a person it's very odd and and rather sort of, it's almost like slightly sort of nihilistic yeah. it's like I, I you can't begin to accept me as flesh and blood and an interesting weird person i'm going to blank myself out yeah and make myself like everyone else yes which is a, which is a strange attitude and i I generally say to women when I draw them, please don't wear any makeup. Because mm. basically I don't want to draw makeup. I want to draw faces. Yeah. But it's it's really struck me how difficult it is to try and get certain women not to wear yeah. makeup. Yeah. That There was one woman that I, she'd messaged me on Instagram. We had quite a conversation. So I said, please don't wear any makeup. And she was like, ooh, that'll be a challenge. And I thought, well, fine. Okay. And then a few days later, I got another text saying, well, would you mind if I wore a bit of mascara and lipstick? And I said, well, I wouldn't really mind. But on the other, I, we just talked about this. And I'd really rather you didn't. I just want to draw your face. Okay. And I, mm-hmm. I know she's 50 something. Um, and then she turned up covered in makeup. I thought, Sake, so you know, just, it's too embarrassing to say wash all your makeup off <laughs> so I just decided to, to go for the makeup so I just drew her in this and it looked kind of odd and maybe I think it I start to think it's got its own interest what I'm interested in is character so it's the character of the person how much can you tell from someone's face about them is a very interesting question I always wonder if you walk past Fred West would you be terrified and think there's a serial killer yeah. Or would you just think there's a, there's a an, old man. an old country bumpkin who's led a blameless life? Yeah. I think you know, it's very difficult to say. Mm. This thing about everyone get, get, has the face they deserve when they're 50 or whatever it is, mm. I'm not sure about that at all. I just turned 51, so yeah. Right, I'm 51 in the, <laughs> oh, yeah. about three weeks. Okay, we're the same yeah, vintage. Same, exactly, exactly right. the same vintage, yeah. So there's also this naughtiness about you. Right, there's a sort of a, a naughty schoolboy almost in some of your work. Right? Is that fair? Yeah, like of course. Nudity of course. And yes, yes, a and bit carry like on. Yes, and I love that because I've, I've I've had a couple of um, uh, guests, like Carrie Carrie Reichardt and, and uh, Bob Osborne, uh, who are in Chiswick, Mad and Chiswick, and they do all that kind of carry on. Kenneth Williams slap and tickle old music hall sort yes, of stuff. Yes, Yours is yes. much more polished there's and modern. An, there's an element of that. Where is that coming from? Um, I suppose it's some sort of repression. Yeah. Ultimately, that's yeah. where it comes from. I try not to overdo it. No, it's not. It, it is subtle. It's not. It's yeah. fairly, yeah. fairly subtle, and I do less of it these days, really. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's sniggering on the, in the classroom. Yeah. It really. Is, yeah. Which I love. You know, I love that kind of. But it's also. But I don't want. I don't want. I think good art 
has lots of different levels on it. Mm. So I, I try not to have my portraits, or if there's a new bit of nudity or something like that, I try not to have it as just a punchline and nothing else. So I want it to have a bit of sympathy or a bit of beauty or a bit of strangeness or, or some other level to it that stops it from just being a one-line joke yeah, yeah. with a punchline. There was a, there was an article. I'm interested to see what you think of this. There was a because a, a lot of your work is culturally in the zeitgeist. Would that be fair? Like you tend to be. Well, I'd love it if it was. I'm really really glad. There was a thing. Cheryl Crow just got taken down last week from um, Madame Tussauds because she's not relevant anymore. Which I quite like. I know. But this must be happening all the time. Oh, yes, it does. But you yeah. don't hear from it. They just no, quietly. No. Why did you she, know, why George did... Harrison is no longer. <laughs> <laughs> but was that why? Why was she she picked out. I don't know. Got, okay. I don't know. But maybe it was just you know one journalist is all it takes to just go. Oh, she'll hate this. Bleh. God, yeah, I but, wonder what people actually think when yeah, they're removed from. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to go there because I mean yeah. you have you have, like even your Paul McCartney complete with those two little toms that you yeah made, yeah works right. great and I, I, there'll be a link to this in the blur of the podcast but he's just, he's done a great Paul McCartney but let's just let's just say it's. It's old Paul McCartney. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not mop top. And uh, you, as someone said, his his mouth in that lovely Paul kind of uh, oh now is is now starting to look a little bit anal, <laughs> for want of a better word. Have you ever had any of these people come to you and go, uh, "Oi," or "I want to buy it"? No, Paul McCartney. I, wish, I thought would like I to wish. Be, yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, I know. I don't get enough feedback at all about my sculptures. Colleen Rooney should buy the uh, the Rooney combo set for, for Christmas. How much, how much are they, it. by the way? I usually say a couple of grand or something yeah, like that yeah. for, for things like that. They take a, you know, if they takes a week at least. Yeah. So, yeah, in that sort of ballpark. But, I mean, that's not fancy art prices at all. No, no, I know. Yeah. So, and did you ever get into the idea of doing, like... Um, because I also feel, felt some of your work could be, we talked a little bit before we press play about creating characters for advertisements or for a brand or cr- or creating like things that would go on sale. Yeah, you know, those yeah. I've done that. Shop. I've you done have that done that. Sort of okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did three figures for Levi's. Did stuff for Orange. That sort of work. I don't know whether I think it's it's fairly much dried up generally for people who's going to actually make things. So if you were going to get characters designed, you'd go to someone who would just do them on the computer rather than make them. Yeah. So when I did characters for Levi's about ten years ago, so I made the actual sculptures, and then it was all just done by hand, and then they were cast, and then they were, pr- they were painted in China. What I okay. Mean by or made. And, and presumably, Ardman and people like that were kind of legends in your lunchtime were they the you know the I don't really like Brahma? that stuff really okay well I mean it's, it's of course it's brilliantly done yeah but it's just too cute and it's just not my cup of tea I never sit down I've never seen an ornament right I, okay so yeah there's things that people always think I'm going to love that I've really yeah. got no interest in do you try and insulate yourself from seeing uh, art that's in your bailiwick and you know what's you don't, bailiwick well you know you don't think Armin is like your work, but yeah. I do, right? Because it's it's claymation. Well, that's an oh, come on, it's a claymation modules, and uh, and I ask the question because you can see like a lot of your work is handmade. You know, yeah, of course, things. I know. So, do do you consciously try and keep that sort of at arm's length? So you don't see because I sometimes when I'm writing, I try not yeah, to yeah. read. Well, no. What you need to do if you're a writer is read the best. The, the best hardcore literature yeah. you can you that you love 
and if you're an artist, you need to look at the most amazing art. So yes, you don't want to look at shitty stuff that's going to influence, going to rub off on you, and you're you're going to start being, you know, cute and take the easy way out. No, yeah. you need to look at the absolute best stuff and, and yeah. aspire to it. Uh, away from art, what's your view? Like we talked, touched briefly on Brexit, but what's your view on on the world that you're living in? This is sort of a cartoon. You, you remind me a little bit of a cartoonist as well. I hope that's not an insult. But, you know, someone who gets up in the morning and sees something goes, I'm going to go there today or whatever. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's nice to make slight comments on things. I feel quite fortunate that I don't have children in some... Mm. Is it? But I sort of all generations have always said that with the worry about the future. But I did think what, um, today at Stansted Airport to fly over here. You know, I'm, I feel guilty about flying. Mm-hmm. And then I go through the perfume and the booze and I just looked at this absolute, like, half a mile walk yeah. that you go through at Stansted, thinking every single bit of this commercial stuff is unnecessary. Correct. It's li- it's literal stuff that people are making, advertising, designing, thinking up to, to make money. Mm-hmm. And we're sort of going nuts with consumerism and quantity of product everywhere. Uh, and I, I think it bodes very darkly for the future unless people get a bit of a grip. I just don't see how we can because the whole society is directed towards growth and making things and making money and consuming and consuming and consuming to the most extreme degree. But luckily, all I do is sit on the sidelines and... Draw them. Yeah, occasional sort of comment. I don't have to deal with this sort of stuff in reality, you know, in a political sense or anything like that. But I I don't know how people are ever going to even begin to chip away at this. Well, we're sleepwalking our way to Armageddon, I think. And and actually, I've said this in the podcast before, and we're both the same age. It's only about five or eight years ago that I've suddenly gone... Actually, I don't. I, I don't mind the fact that I'm not going to be around for the future. I always kind of, you know, we have a phone now. We can make video calls, and we've got the entire Encyclopedia Britannica in our pockets, and maps can show. You know, all that wonder. I was going, wow, where's mm. this going? And now I'm going to go. Oh, fuck it! Like it's just, it's like out of control. And and there's no one got has any reins. There's there's no reins on any of the horses, and they're all running off in different directions, and you can't stop them. I mean, do you, does nihilism come into play in your life where you kind of go, what's the fucking point of doing your art? Well, it, um, well, I mean, if you, if you really take the very big picture, then yes, of course it does. But I think that would apply to human existence. <laughs> but I mean, oh, on a yeah. day-to-day basis, I fiddle away sculpting or drawing someone, a real sympathetic lovely person who's given up their time and they're beautiful and they've got eyes and noses and mm. mouths yeah, and, yeah. you know the whole thing's magic and I'm massively I I've, I feel like I love people and mm. and humanity in some sort of degree but I think that where evolution has has designed us in one way and we're just going to obliterate ourselves unless there's some really drastic action taken are you religious no i'm not right neither no, am i neither am i and i you know that's big it's the first kind of generation of irish people to sort of lose our religion in any great number but there's also yeah. the, uh, the there's also the sleepwalking towards uh you know that religion gives you this permission 
that it's all God's way, you know, which I find really scary. Well, of course, yeah, Christianity does particularly, mm. doesn't it? It, mm. was, it was the idea that God has made this planet for you to exploit, and you exploit the animals. Have you read the book called Sapiens? Yes, yeah. And well, Homo I mean, just the second was great. It just knocked me for yeah, six. I just I thought, I really, I think that if I was world leader, I'd say Sapiens has to be on the school curriculum yeah. in every classroom in the entire world. Yeah. Because you, it just makes you realise... The absurdity um, of religion. And well, that, that, that sort of thing. But also how we have so dominated the planet yeah. to an unbelievable extent. There isn't a square inch that isn't human-dominated anymore. Yeah. It's only... In the, and again, I also give the internet a lot of credit for this because I think as a kid growing up, we're, you know, to, to try and find out lectures by... Dawkins mm, or people like that, which are just there now, and you yes, can rewatch them. And oh, it's absolutely brilliant! You know that. I totally that. agree. Generally, I'm not anti-technology. I use it. Instagram is the, the two things that changed my life: it was spitting image and Instagram. Right. And I'm massively grateful to Instagram, and it's been wonderful mm. for me. Mm-hmm. And of course, be you know YouTube, being able to see a Richard Dawkins lecture yeah. when at the drop of a hat, or old Smith's videos, or whatever yeah, you love. Know. You know, it's all amazing. absolutely brilliant. I think I'm more talking about stuff and bling and cars yeah. and flying everywhere and all these things they the, seem to be the things that are going to really cause trouble this airport thing that you were talking about is actually all designed as well to give you the gates at the wrong time or the latest time possible so they keep you in this kind of shopping area as you said it's it's unnecessary we're there to it's, it's like if you went to a bus garage and you had to go and shop <laughs> Yeah, it's absolutely weird. It was. And but how much per- perfume can people consume? Squirt. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, a, it's an absolute. Do people Joan buy? Snatch anyone? Do you think some people <laughs> buy um, perfume every time they they go Possibly. on holiday? Or Possibly. There's absolutely literally gallons of it. <laughs> There's probably a great weird. perfume lake somewhere. The must be. And whiskies and everything. I mean, it's just like everything's yeah. proliferating, and we need to some, somehow try and try and. Downsides. I want to try and end on a more positive. Um, there's two fifty-one year olds sitting here, cranky old man. <laughs> what What would you say to? I mean, we t- um, to a kid who's looking at getting into art today. I realise through teaching, I don't really care how good people are. What I care about is if they care about it. What's terrible is trying to teach people who don't give a shit. But even really bad people trying their best, you can get miles with her, so that's fine. So I think that it's just the motivation and caring about it is far is is the most the key thing by far. Yeah, great. Wilverwood, thank you for appearing on a kind of Shawnee B. Apologies for the dings and things we're in classic Shawnee B style. I managed to land us in somewhere silent except for we're beside an elevator. Uh, keep up the great work. Anyone listening and want to buy some of his stuff, get on. His Instagram probably is the best place to find him. Wilfred Wood Sculptor. Wilfred Wood Sculptor. Look after yourself. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it. <laughs>